1: You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. Christmas is over and done with, the best Christmas I've ever had. I gave my nine-year-old and my five-year-old that puppy that they've been asking for for years, and now it's shitting on my floor. Brian, what's up, man? How was your Christmas?
2: Good, man. I, I feel like I'm like many other people. I'm I'm like a shirt puller now, a certified shirt puller. I'm sitting there. I've eaten so much, I feel like I have to pull my shirt when I sit down. So. Um, yeah, dude, I, I just, I got, got to get back on the train here. A lot, a lot of desserts, um, a lot, of, a lot of hanging with, um, with family and doing the typical Christmas stuff. But, but gosh, I need to get out there and work out now. God,
1: that one hit me so hard. I am a shirt puller. Oh man. I get made fun of all the time. Cause I'm always pulling on my shirt. It's an insecurity thing. And in the first minute I've already cussed once and Brad's hit me right there. in My sweet spot of insecurity. Awesome.
2: Great well, I start. Joined, I have joined you as when I, when I sit down on the couch now, I'm pulling my shirt so I can like, get some comfort after all that eating. This energy, time so.
1: last year, we made a pact that we were going to do the whole lose weight for New Year's thing. Four months. And it was Brad that convinced me. All you got to do is four months. Four months is not that hard. And if you can do four months, just go hard for four months. You change your life. You don't have to worry about it anymore. But I'm still in the same place weight-wise as I was last year, even though I started <laughs> the year really well. I went all the way to March, and then one day, it was Girl Scout cookies, and I was like, oh, I can cheat for a day. I've been going for three months. It never stopped. But this year, we're going to finish it because I'm going to Hawaii mm. in June, and I cannot be looking like this in June.
2: Dude, you need to find – here's my advice. Find two of your favorite pictures where you look the best that you've ever looked and post them on your mirror. Whatever you have to Man. look at every morning, put them on your mirror, and it'll motivate – I'm telling you, it's it's a corny thing, but – I had to do this whenever I wanted to lose all that weight for tight end. You got to put that picture on the mirror, what you want, what you feel like you look your best at. So that way when you wake up, you're reminded, man. Like I, I know it's hard, but then I'm with you, dude. There's some good food in Mississippi. There's some good food in Oxford. It's painful. There, and there's nothing better than a good work week when you get home on Friday and it's like, okay, where can we, where can we eat? I mean, where like I'm not going eat? out. I have four kids. I just want to eat like on Fridays. My
1: oldest but, daughter like plans her entire days around her three meals. No, this time next year we're not gonna have the exact same conversation. We're gonna do it.
2: You got it. here's what you gotta do. Here's my advice. If anybody's listening to this guy, I know there was a lady last year who came up to me and was like, Hey, I enjoy listening to y'all's advice on, on how to get get started on the new wow. year. Okay. <laughs> get down get down to give yourself one to two weeks to kinda go hard and, and you know get to feeling good, eating right, then then you gotta weigh in. This is the worst part. Get on that scale. Ugh, gotta weigh in, gotta see the number. Once you see the number. Now you got it. Now once you know your number, you got to weigh in every single day so you see it. It sucks, but if, if you if you know, you know, hey, I'm I'm one whatever today, what two whatever today. Well, you know if you if you if you do it every morning, you'll hold yourself with more accountable. And say, hey, Dad, I gained two pounds yesterday. Like you gotta you gotta you gotta start looking at it every day. It sucks. I hate it, but that's the way to do. it Because if you start seeing that number every day, you'll you'll kind of you'll kind of keep you on track. Because sometimes you go a month without weighing in and you feel fine, but you get back on that scale and. E, that was mm, a 10 pound no. month, mm, yeah. 10 pound month. Yeah. So, um, that's, and that's, that's don't do that's the what reason. I did.
1: Don't go for three months. And I was rolling, rolling. And I just had told myself I deserved this. It's one cheat day. I've been crushing it.
2: When are you going to Hawaii? June. Oh, dude, that's six months. You could almost have an ab in six months. If you, if you I'm go never
1: going to have an ab. <laughs> do you know what I would do to have six pack of abs? The links <laughs> I would go to.
2: Me too, man. Me too. I'm not going to lie. I'm jealous I mean, of those people.
1: I hate you people. And you know who you are. You never did anything. You just got good genes. It didn't matter what you ate. You could just be you. Be a kid. Enjoy life. Eat crappy. Run around. Scrape your knees. And you Listen. would have a six-pack of abs. Meanwhile, we did the exact same things. The exact sat, same things. But we gained all the weight.
2: I sat next to Klil Mac. He was um, – He was in the same row as me. That's awful. And Khalil Mack is the most fit human being you've ever seen in your life. And I was one of those guys who always had to eat perfect to even keep a decent shape. I'm watching him crush two Chick-fil-A sandwiches, a whole bag of Cheetos. not fair. Just just absolutely skittles everything. Dude got abs on his back. Like some people are just built for it. Whereas I'm sitting there eating my little salad, my little grapes, like my little chicken before the game. Like, dude, just crushing Chick-fil-A, goes out there, two sacks, abs poking out of every part of his jersey. Like, some people are just built for it. Some people have to work extra hard. I'm one of those extra hard people. But you're right, genetics play a huge part. It's
1: a big part. So don't do like I did. Think that you can (laughs) cheat like a normal person. No, just stick to it. I was a month and a half away of reaching my target weight. I was so excited. And then I wrecked it and it was a battle the rest of the year, and I'm now back to the exact same weight <laughs> I was at this time of last year. All right. This podcast has gone off the rails. I'm sorry. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett, at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already subscribed, view Talk of Champions in iTunes, and when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars and right for the Old Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of on3.com. Let's open the listener mailbag.
0: The the mail's here.
2: You've got mail.
0: Special mail for you.
2: This is a letter to Hollywood saying,
0: keep it up. Movies are great.
1: Start us off as D.O. at OLM Stead, Inc. Is Ole Miss taking steps to get themselves on a level playing field with NIL? Or are we destined to be at the bottom because we just don't have the resources? Brad, this is kind of perfect timing. After I talked to you over the Christmas break, this is kind of perfect time.
2: Yeah, I think there's I don't want to go into too much detail because I know this group is is kind of keeping it, keeping tight wraps on it, but there is a group out there that that's that's being formed um that has a very good concept. Um, you know, that and and this group has been kind of um rushed into action, so to speak. I think the um the coaching staff and some of the people have seen how just how important NIL was. I think we feel like we may have missed out on some recruits um, because there was lack of NIL. So, um, yes, yeah, so I think the right steps are being taken. It's a matter of if if there can be one group that that forms, know, um, yeah, it becomes like the main NIL group and it allows everybody to kind of, you know, put money and do whatever, and they create a platform. But I think where where we're going to run into issues is it, the multiple groups, you know, kind of split in Mississippi, which is already a, a state that's. It's thin financially compared to some of the bigger states. If you have multiple groups going at it. I mean, I this may be tough, but if there's some somehow there can Ole Miss can come together and have one large group um, that can kind of help help facilitate these NIL deals, I think that it could be very successful. And I think it's something that's a must. If it's not in place, Ole Miss will, will never get a significant recruit. And they've seen how important it was um, this go around. And I think going forward, there's a rush to get something in place here. How quickly are we talking? Uh, I think um, I, I think the rush to, to fill some immediate needs is going to be you know this next signing day um, i know there's an entity already formed i know there's you know they're, they're along the way in the process so um, don't want to go into to do too much details out of respect for them and i plan on being somewhat involved in that um, as well so um, yeah I, th- I think there's going to be a, um, a solid rush here to get to get something going to at least feel um, you know at least have something in place for these next next round of recruits
1: Michael Luker at Luker Michael O2. Any news on Zach Evans? Nothing at all that I've heard. Nubby at NubSup69. Brad, was Z Mason ever able to touch his toes?
2: (laughs) Somebody obviously knew knew Z Mason very well. Um, Yes, very, very un, I don't know how to say this, if it's correct, unflexible, not very flexible guy um solid athlete though i thought he thought he was going to be okay um but just a, probably probably a tad bit stiff for for um for football
1: nubby at Nub nubsup 69 any chance we dip into the canadian transfer portal in our search for a quarterback seems like those guys fly under the radar i don't get the sense that that's the direction Ole miss would go for the transfer quarterback at least not right now maybe if times get desperate COPP at Pat underscore pathetic. Do you expect during spring meetings that conferences and/or NCAA will implement a transfer window? I think there's a good chance of that. I think it's sooner rather than later. They got to do it. Uh, right now, it's the wild west. There's no calendar. They have to implement some type of window, and I don't think that's lost on college administrators. They have to implement a window. Tyler Keith at Tyler K 82. If Ole Miss wins, Notre Dame loses, Ohio State loses, Alabama blows out Cincinnati. Does Ole Miss finish this season in the top four? What if at all that happens plus UGA beats Michigan by double digits as Ole Miss finished third?
2: I think if if we didn't have the loss to Auburn, we'd have a case to be up in there and potentially finishing that high. But I think that um, Those guys losing to quality opponents is going to probably keep them above us. But at the end of the day, man, if Ole Miss can pull this one off versus Baylor, we'll probably move up a, a spot or two or maybe a spot. And to say you finished in the top, you know, seven, six, seven in the, in the nation is is pretty darn good considering where we just came from. Um, and really, really, if we uh, – honestly, you know, we were kind of banged up at Auburn. Um, but But, I mean, for the most part – um, this season, this season was pretty special. And then, you know, you had that one game that was kind of a hiccup. But other than that, man, I mean, you, you can arguably say this was, we were one of the better all-around teams this year.
1: Nick Blakely at CFC Nicholas. Are they still planning to show more plans of the Manning Center renovation before the bowl? That was the plan.
2: So I, I know they were planning on doing something, but I think that they just really had a big eye-opener. With this NIL thing, and they're and they're kind of in the and really focusing on that. I think they 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 think this is NIL getting something in place or doing whatever is is more important than than that at the moment. Um, I, I think I think was a big eye opener over there. I think they're um, you know really really wanting to have something in place or or at least know that there's something out there to to be able to um, you know potentially lead recruits to or whatever. Um, I know the school can't be directly connected to it, but I think there's a um, man that they're just hoping somebody puts together a a group or something that can facilitate and provide NIL deals. I think that's kind of their focus right now.
1: Bryant Nichols at Bryant Nichols. Here's one for you. What is the ceiling for next season? I personally think it's possible to be nine and O when Alabama comes to Oxford, losing Matt Corral, but looking at the defense second half of the season and what we're turning on defense for next season.
2: Yeah, I think it's just so early to tell. We don't know who Beck's going to be, or we don't have an idea who the, if there's going to be a transfer, what the deal is. We don't know who the offense coordinator is going to be. I think right now there's just a lot up in the air. Uh, we don't know what transfers we're going to get. Just you know, little stuff like that that um, you know, I, I think, but we need that needs to be answered before we can make any kind of predictions. I think we're going to have enough talent to be a solid team. I think our schedule is very favorable. Um, there's a real chance to go you know six seven or zero six seven six or seven and zero to start the season um and that's you know that's that's very reasonable considering that if we get the right people in place so yeah i mean i I think we are gonna have a solid you know solid chance to go back to a bowl i don't don't know i don't know that we're gonna be quite as good as we were this year and i don't think anybody should expect that unless we just absolutely nail a bunch of transfer portal guys but um yeah i think i think it it should be another solid solid year
1: i report on the oldman spirit open spirit.com and Food of on3.com on tuesday that Charlie Weiss Jr., the current offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at USF University of South Florida, um, that he interviewed on campus—the first on-campus interview with a candidate, a potential viable candidate that we know of—the first on-campus interview for Lane Kippen for offensive coordinator, if it were to be Charlie Weiss—and we don't know that. What would you think of that potential replacement for Jeff Lepage?
2: Um, I, I don't think I, I definitely I definitely think it's a, it's a small step down, but um you know just yeah but but that's just because levy was who he was i mean he's a a highly highly talented talented guy that obviously big time school came and got but you know i I think he's he would make sense in, in the fact that kiffin knows him somebody he's used to somebody that has his style so you know at the end of the day i think kiffin's got to put his hand in the offense more um you know more so than probably he did with jeff and just kind of take over that that whole aspect of it so um, yeah, I, I, I mean, either way, as long as Kiffin's here, I feel I feel comfortable and, and whoever we get.
1: If it were him, in this kind of scenario, it feels like I could be completely wrong. Maybe he does hand over the keys completely, or has the same kind of working relationship as he did with Jeff Lebby. If it were to be Charlie Weiss Jr., but it feels like more in line of what that what happened at FAU, which is Lane called the play.
2: Yeah, I, I can certainly see something like that. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, it's going to be up to Lane whether or not he wants to hire a guy that he feels like he has to do more work or if he wants to hire a guy that um you know he feels comfortable giving the keys to like a Jeff Levy. Um it's just gonna be all all up to what he what he feels is best for the program. But yeah at the end of the day this guy this is a guy he's comfortable with. Um, you know, so I, I think the transition could be smooth.
1: Andrew Robel at Robel Peace Prize, what's the status on Zach Evans? There is no new update on Zach Evans. Deion Smith, he's got some academic work to do. Somebody is not reading the Ole Miss spirit, OleMissSpirit.com and FoodOfOn3.com. Andrew, you need to subscribe. You can get a seven-day free trial. Try us out, and if you don't like it, cancel any time. But I put up five priority targets for Ole Miss and the NCAA transfer portal On Tuesday, and you could read about Deion Smith and a couple of others. Not Cam Ward, who you also asked about. And the sense I got from the kid and talking to him after his visit was both him and Ole Miss were kind of slow playing things a little bit. But with the developments that have occurred in the portal, and Ole Miss really didn't go after, I was told, Bo Nix or Jack Miller. So now that Dylan Gabriel, which is a miss, he's gone to UCLA. Granted, he has no paperwork to sign that binds him to that school or any school. So Ole Miss will continue to recruit him until he enrolls. Um, Spencer Rattler didn't come on his visit to Ole Miss. He ends up committing to South Carolina cam Ward. Maybe they turn up the heat, but right now it feels like both of them are kind of slow playing the other one. So, um, that's yeah. the update. Deion Smith's got academic work to do, but nothing has changed. It's fully expected. He's going to end up at Ole Miss. I don't have anything new on Zach Evans really. And cam Ward a little bit of a slow play. And did Tywon Malone get any playing time this year down the stretch? I think a little bit, but not a lot. Any fear of him hitting the transfer portal? No, not at all. They absolutely love him. It was more of a get-right year for him, and they're high on him, DeMond Clowney, and Jack Brown. So if you're wondering why Ole Miss isn't hitting the portal harder, maybe in pursuit of defensive linemen, they didn't get all that serious. I was told about Jason Jones, so I was wrong about that one too. He ends up committing to Auburn. Maybe he would have become a priority target down the line, but he wasn't at the time of his commitment to Auburn. Maybe he wanted to get the process over with. But if you're wondering why a Jason Jones isn't prioritized more than the sixth or seventh wide receiver offer that comes out, it's because they like... Demont Clowney, they love Tywin Malone, and they love Jack Brown. And um, right now there is no expectation that any of them are going to hit the portal.
2: Anything you want to add to that, Brad? Yeah, I think with Tywin Malone, I mean, anytime you're coming off an ACL injury, um, the, la- the last thing you want to do is rush one back and and hurt-, hurt hurt your ACL again or the other one. So um, by-, by compensating on-, on the bad one. So uh, all reports that I've heard, and these are from guys that have went against him, um, and people in the program, they say he's really legit and has a very good attitude, kind of a leader leader type kid. Um, they really like him. He's a problem in practice on the scout team. Um, you know, gave, gave him a tough time at times. And um, yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a pretty darn good player.
1: Hottie Toddy at Jenny underscore Moyer, our favorite listener, because she's so committed. Ben, I appreciate your focus to Sports on Talk of Champions but if you were to do a Spider-Man podcast
2: oh my
1: God, I would totally listen invite Ugh. non-Marvel people Brad and Colin Brister for laughs furthermore if you added Ugh. a regular Rosie update to the pod I think it would be extremely popular Rosie is the dog that I bought my daughters for Christmas cost me an arm and a leg she's wonderful I love her I love dogs she's gonna bring me pain she's shitting on my floor she's peeing on my comforter how's it going not great, but the kids are happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't. Listen, you're preaching to the choir. I cannot do dogs. I have four kids. I love them. It's tough enough to get eight hours of sleep or anywhere close to eight hours of sleep. If I have to wake up for a dog, I will t- there's <laughs> no chance I will wake up for a dog. I'm sorry for my dog people out there. but I love dogs. It's not, not loving dogs. Different. I love dogs, but God. When my, when my last kid goes to college, I'll get me and my wife a dog. Kevin at
1: KAC 331759. Do you think that once we hire an offensive coordinator, the chips will fall accordingly, like quarterback Deion Smith, Zach Evans, etc., is not having an OC holding things up, and do you think the OC will bring a quarterback along? We'll get right back to Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, in this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions, after we hear from b Bank and Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Are you looking for a career change? Maybe COVID threw you for a loop. Maybe it's time that you did something else. Maybe you're just tired of working 9-5 to for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else. Well, our phone line sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary. You do have to be a resident of Mississippi, but what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. Don't wait around anymore. It's time to make a change. So for more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas Chandler today directly through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Make the change. Thomas Chandler of Modern Women, the title sponsor of Talk of Champions.
2: Um, you know, that's, that's a great question. I think it's just going to depend on who we hire, you know, and, um, you're hoping you go out and get a guy that's connected to somebody that, um, that, that ends up bringing a guy in, but I just think, you know, I think looking at the the quarterback, the portal in general and, and everything, I, I just think there's a guy, I think we're, we're going to end up getting a random guy that nobody's expecting that, that leaves a school after the ball game. And there's gotta be somebody out there that that they're waiting on or whatever I would think, or you know they're just going to roll with Altmaier because you know we haven't gotten um, you know the, the guys that we've targeted, and you just got to think there's there's somebody out there that they have in mind because you, you would feel that the rush should be on at that position. You know, I mean, I, I think that everyone would agree that you know Altmire could be the guy, but you never want to go into the season without a quality you know veteran or somebody in there to compete with them, so you don't get stuck with hey you know Altmire could easily get hurt even if he is that good or you get stuck with you know, only having one quarterback in it, and if it doesn't work out, you're stuck with that for the whole year.
1: The lack of an offensive coordinator has nothing to do with Deion Smith or Zach Evans. Do I think a quarterback chip could fall with the offensive coordinator higher? Yes, that's actually a rumor I'd heard before I went on vacation before Christmas, so that Lane had found his offensive coordinator and his quarterback in the portal. All I know is this. I don't think I trust that all that much. All I know is this. Ole Miss has a plan. And the only real miss so far, actual miss, legit miss, got him on campus. He went somewhere else. They're still going to recruit him because there's no paperwork binding him to UCLA. But that's Dylan Gabriel. That's the only true miss. Follow the visits, especially with NCAA transfer portal transfers. Jordan Watkins visited, he committed. Ladarius Tennyson visited, and he committed, both at positions of need. So they have a plan. Following this is completely different than how we followed and covered recruiting since it started back in the early 2000s, since we really started paying attention to it. What we're used to following for the last 20 years, it's not the same. This portal stuff is a whole new world, and as Brad was talking about with NIL, Everything has changed. And right now, Ole Miss is playing catch up. And yes, you don't have to be at a certain place with NIO for every single player. And that includes transfers. For the ones you really, really want. That's what they're asking about.
2: Yeah, I agree, man. I think that um the times have it, people you can't fathom how how different recruiting is right now at the moment. I think it's got a lot of people shell shocked. Um, they, uh, this NIL thing is real. And, um, what with the sad part about it is there's really not a whole lot of cap or regulation on it. So it's like the wild West right now. And kids are making decisions based off money rather than situation and, and coaches and, you know, w- what their best situation to gets to the next level is. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. But yeah, the, the whole NIL thing is, um, is really real right now. And it's just changed the whole complexity of recruiting. And, um, it, it, I mean, this is, <laughs> it, it's, It's a different ballgame.
1: Evan O. At Evan LMNOP, do you think the NCAA witch hunt that exposed boosters and destroyed recruiting infrastructure is the reason we are behind in NIL deals? That's a big part of it. Sure. People that previously gave money for stuff that was considered below board, that has come well above board. And we can all talk about it openly and honestly and stop pretending here. They got smashed, disassociated. So, of course, there's some hesitancy. Dirty Bird 37 at Dirty Bird at Dirty Bird 37. What quarterback needy team would Corral fit best on in the NFL and why is it the Saints?
2: <laughs> um, you know, I think Corral's going to fit with a um with a team that'll, you know, somewhat let him move around a little bit. Um I don't think he's ever going to be the the pocket guy that can sit in there and really pick pick teams apart, which he can do that as well, but where Corral gets really good is when he gets time to to get outside the pocket a little bit. Kind of use his legs not run like crazy, but his but but what, what, when he becomes when he takes his game to the next level is when he's adding the running element in there you know if you look at um if you look around the n f l you know you got he, he he is he's one of those guys who's gonna have to play a game sort of like russell wilson the you know the drew brees kind of guy um not 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 quite so much in the running, but you know he just um he he's gonna it's gonna require a really good system for him to um, you know, get out and use the things that he's good at. You know, he, he's a, he's a. I I think he'll be a great play action guy, believe it or not. A um, lot, lot of downfield throws, a lot of, a lot of, you know, nakeds, boots where he'll, he'll have the option to, to pick up, pick up the first down a little bit of Josh Allen style. You know, Josh Allen can sling it, but he, but he secretly can can use his legs to uh, Matt's not quite that stature, but um, you know, that's what makes guys like that. Um, that really good. They can run Carson Wentz, same kind of guy. Um, can, can, can use his legs whenever he needs to.
1: Caleb Sailors, at Real Caleb Sailors, which MCU villain would you fear most if you were an Avenger? Oh. Mephisto, he's the literal Marvel Devil.
2: I have no clue. Brad? I don't, I don't even know. Who <laughs> I guess, I guess is this Captain America? That's my kid likes Captain America. I don't know. <sighs> I have no That's idea. That's Red
1: Skull. Anyway, uh, also, who do you think would be the best fit at
2: offensive coordinator for Ole Miss? I'll let you take that one since I nerded out. Um, you know, I really don't know a ton of names out there, I'll tell you one name that, that I wish they would, they would talk to. And, um, me, you know, I don't know if they even have any connection to this guy, but I've, I've been with him before and, I, and I've always thought he would he'd be really good. And that's Mark Helfrich. I, I, I was with him in Chicago. He did not have the keys. Uh. To the, we did not, he did not have the keys to the offense whenever he was there. It was totally Matt Nagy, but he was very, whenever he did get his chance to create plays and, and, and be very creative. He was, um, he was very, very good, and I was very impressed with how smart he was. I always, always, that, um, always said that I wish he would come to, come to Ole Miss at some point, but I think he'd be a great fit. I highly doubt they'd reach out to him. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a guy that Lane's comfortable with and, and, and can kind of you know, easy transition into. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's probably the one name that I, that I wish that we would reach out to.
1: I scoffed because I knew exactly what you were going to say. Who do I think would be the best fit for OC? Depends on what Lane wants. If he wants a recruiter, it'd be T. Martin. If he wants to take on more responsibility as a play caller, then Charlie Weiss Jr. does make some sense. And maybe that plays into Lane's thought process, where his mind is right now. I think Lane felt like he was going to be gone after this year. One loss away to Auburn from potentially making it to the college football playoff if things fall right with the SEC championship game. So knowing that about Lane, maybe he thinks... I got to do more if I'm not going to be at Ole Miss long-term, which none of us, even the most optimistic of Ole Miss fan, doesn't believe Lane Kiffin's going to be here long-term. Maybe he thinks, I got to take on more for the NFL. That makes some sense. Or do you just want to have the same kind of train rolling that's been rolling at Ole Miss for two years, and that was with Jeff Levy, then go hire someone like that? Then you're talking about Anthony Tucker. It just depends on what he wants. I don't know what he wants.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. And Here's the thing, like – he... He ended up getting a top ten salary here. He has a great situation. I agree. I, mean, I, I don't know. Listen, I, maybe he wants to be somewhere else location wise, but he's got it. He got a pretty darn good situation here. And, and I say this, and you can use Dan Mullen as an example. And whereas, listen, he can leave and go to a school that he views as bigger, but you're still getting a top ten salary here, and. You know, you go to Florida and win eight, nine games, you, you, you get fired. You matter of fact, you go to the SEC Championship one year or whatever, and you come back and then go six and six, you're getting fired. Whereas at an Ole Miss, you probably get a little bit longer leash. Um, you know, th- these are these are jobs that where you can make a top ten salary and have a, a little bit, probably a little bit more leeway than most places and a lot more control than you're going to have at some of the the, the bigger jobs. So um, if he isn't completely happy here, he should get happy here because this is about as good a situation as, as you want to get in. So um, you just I,
1: fire I, some people up with that, by the way. I can just hear the cheers through the stereo.
2: Well, that's that's just the truth. I mean, unless he wants, unless it's a, G, uh, a a location thing where he wants to live, I can get that a family thing. Cool, I understand. But as far as all the the things that go into old Mr. job, you not many places you're going to make this kind of money and get you know the control that he's having here or the the the, the things he's doing here. He's not having to answer to a, nearly the amount of people he's going to have to answer to at some of these bigger places. There's a lot of other stuff that goes into it, um, but here, you know, he's got a great situation, but I think, you know, I'm going to say it again. I've said it before. He's going to, I think he goes after a guy he's comfortable with um, maybe he goes the recruiting route because that's, that's kind of where, where it's, where it's transitioning to, Hey, just get me the players and um, you know, I, I'm good enough to to do the offense, but it's gotta be somebody he's comfortable with. Um, you know, so somebody that that's, that makes it a smooth transition and and somebody that, I think I think it's going to be a be a really good recruiter. So that's been kind of his hiring, um, is his hiring style. You know, you got the O line coach so is supposed to be a really good recruiter. The D line coach has been phenomenal. I mean, it's about about as good as hire as it gets. Um, you yeah, know, there's been a lot of good recruiters. You got a JDB, tight ends coach, very good recruiter. You know, kind of a younger, fiery guy. So I think he, I think he goes after some some along the lines of that.
1: Hunter Kinniburgh at Hunt Kinneberg. If you had to guess the top two or three offensive coordinator candidates right now, who would you guess? Oh my
2: God! Yeah, you're you're connected. You're more connected than (laughs) that that space than me. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who who would you say are top guys? I know I know we lost one of the top guys, but um, I don't know. I mean, there there there's it all depends on style. I mean, it's Uh, hard to pick. I don't know. Yeah, the it just depends on what you want. I mean, honestly. Some My guys. buddy Neil McCready said, or reported, I think,
1: if I get this wrong, Neil, please tell me, I'm sorry, that Alex Golish, the Tennessee offensive coordinator, was approached and turned it down. I know that Ole Miss approached Kendall Bryles at Arkansas. I haven't heard much on that front in yeah, a little that, while now. Yeah, that's zero chance. Okay, there you go. You would know on that one, trust me. Um, so I would say, I guess, just based off of what I reported around Christmas till now, is T. Martin, Charlie Weiss Jr., and Anthony Tucker. And the only reason I include those guys is because that's what I've gotten information on, and maybe that's by design, smoke screen to throw up to throw everybody off. I don't know. With Lane Kiffin, yeah, you just he, don't know for sure.
2: And one thing you gotta look at too, when when, when these offensive coordinators, they're looking at your personnel as well. And, I, and I'm going to say this, you know, if you look at, um, you look at Coach Levy for for example, he looks at Oklahoma's um, personnel. He sees he has probably the best quarterback in the nation to work with, so. He's losing one of the best quarterbacks in the nation um, with, with some pretty good players he's losing. They don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Whereas he's stepping into a situation in Oklahoma where I have a freshman that's probably the best, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation that I feel like I'm going to keep rolling with and it's going to keep my value going up. So these offense coordinators are looking at it from their situation too. They're only as good as their players. So when looking at this job at Ole Miss, it's like, hey, what am I stepping into? I could come in there and be a great offense coordinator and not have a quarterback and look like crap. And then my stock goes down. Whereas, you know, you look at Levy, he, he transitions over to OU, his alma mater, plus he has the best – it's just the, it, the situation has kind of made sense. And that's that's what you got to look at, these offensive coordinators. Hey, who's going to want to come here? Who's going to want to bring a quarterback with them? You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. These guys aren't going to come somewhere and be unsuccessful. And all of a sudden, three years from now, they're a, they're a tight ends coach somewhere or whatever. They, they've been downgraded. So that's one thing people got to look at as well is the situation, personnel – you know, who, who, who wants to step into this and who feels like they can, they can be successful in this situation.
1: Hunter Kenneberg at Hunt Kenneberg. Any updates on Ole Miss getting a sack together as far as the NIL? You covered that, but yes, there are some updates and it feels like yeah, you true. said, happening soon.
2: Yeah, I think the right guys, right, right guys are finally involved. Um, I think, I think we'll have something very respectable in place and I'm excited for them guys to, to get it together and, and make announcements and all that, you know, I think that's, um, I've been following along pretty decent. It's a, it's a very good, um, good group with a lot of integrity.
1: Hashtag pray for everyone affected at Oxford high at a true rebel underscore 99 favorite Marvel slash DC movie in your lifetime.
2: What is, what is Marvel? I'm about to, about to go to Google. What's Marvel?
1: Just stop. Marvel? Okay. My favorite captain America, the winter soldier. If you can't watch that and get a little hyped, well, I guess you'd have to watch the first Captain America. Here's here's a little homework for you. If you want to stop rolling your eyes every single time somebody asks me about comic book stuff or Marvel stuff on this podcast, just simply go to Disney Plus. I know you have. You got four kids, so you got Disney Plus. Go to Disney Plus. Watch Captain America: The First Avenger. It's not great. It's fine. Just so you'll know what's going on. To watch Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which is awesome. And if none of that does it for you, like
2: real real. Stuff that's real and infor- informative. I, I, if I watch a show, I want to leave the show feeling like I'm a little bit smarter. Okay. Okay. Fine. Cool.
1: Great. <laughs> when I go to the movie, th- when did it become a bad thing to like what you like?
2: Like what no, you like. It's, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's don't, fine. I don't like escaping for an hour on things that, that I don't feel like I'm gaining knowledge or something. Oh, good. Like, That's so pretentious. That's not
1: true. So you've never gone to a movie I can't. I can't. like Fast and the Furious no. just to watch the car jump out of the building, the skyscraper in no. Dubai.
2: No, I'm, I, I am. If I'm wasting an hour, then you're a boring if person. Hour with my kids, if I'm not spending an hour with my kids, I'm spending an hour on gaining knowledge and some sort of something neat that can that can provide an opportunity. Cool.
1: What do you do for fun?
2: <laughs> I mean, Go, I, play, I play golf.
1: OK, I mean, cool. So when you cut off. on television, you're always wanting to watch to be informed and not to be entertained. You never back in college or high sports, school because I'm older than sports you.
2: Sports or entertainment. Sports kind or of cool, entertainment. Cool. So great.
1: I'm talking about escapism. You don't cut on television. No, I don't know. Back no, in high school. No. Okay. You didn't watch the OC. No. You didn't watch whatever was popular with your kids those days.
2: I'm going to tell you right now, if anybody knows me, I don't know anything about movies, actors, songs. I don't I do not do any of that. I know.
1: I know you. I just try to fix
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> that Dude, I only have so many hours in a day, man. Like That's everybody. You're busy, busy, busy. Brad is so busy. Oh okay. man, well, my, my wife forces me to watch a movie. Some kind of—I mean, I fall asleep. Boom! Oh, I can't can't do a can't do a fake movie.
1: <laughs> oh, you're so boring, Andy McNulty at Andy McNulty ninety. I have no idea how many hot dogs is too many hot dogs to eat at a football game.
2: Dude, so this I actually really like this question because I always got a lot of flack as a kid, and this may be terrible, but like. I would eat literally five or six hot dogs. And everybody's like, that's a, that's a lot of hot dogs. That's a lot of hot dogs. I know, but see growing up, dude, like hot dog, like I would eat a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, I don't, now that I'm a little bit older, like my wife will, you yeah, know, whatever, when we do hot dog night, I'll do a couple of hot dogs. But in my head, I really want to have like five, but like, I know that's not a normal portion. So I'll that's look. That's not you know, normal. Turn- that is objectively like, not normal. <laughs> As kids, I guess that's why I was so big in high school. Like, we would just eat. Do we eat a lot? Like, looking at some of my servants as a kid is terrible. Big, terrible. Like, who is monitoring me? Come on, mom.
1: <laughs> the cafeteria—they serve you those uh, square pizza slices, right? And then maybe like eight fish nuggets. Fish well, nuggets. I would, I would
2: bring an extra fifty cents to try to to try to buy an, an extra slice. Like, who does that? <laughs>
1: Or they have a the little ice cream, little ice cream uh, drawer, or whatever, and you had to buy like a chocolate M M&M and M cookie bar, and forgive me, Lord, for how I've sinned. But you'd steal one every once in a while, you know. So you pay two, your fifty cents, yeah. Two
2: chocolate milks,
1: yeah. That's like standard. If you can get by eating your food, drinking one of those little bitty cartons <laughs> of chocolate milk, you're either a liar or you're the worst.
2: Uh, forty forty five grams of sugar and two little <laughs> cartons of milk,
1: and then right and then fish nuggets. Squared pizza and Ooh. the three chocolate ice cream bars you stole out of a little ice cream chest of drawers or whatever. I can't even, what is this a shelf? I don't, I don't remember. Man, Mississippi Public Education really took care of me and Brad, but still, my older brother, he could do everything that I did just as I listed it, just as I listed it two chocolate milks, all the stuff, ice cream bars, wouldn't gain a pound. I eat a breadcrumb.
2: Yeah, some people are lucky, man. If I, if I look at a piece of bread, my fingers start to swell.
1: <laughs> at Landshark, today, if you could bring any fast food chain.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, like we haven't thought about this. If you could bring any fast food chain to Oxford except Waffle House, why? Why do you add that? What would it be? It'd be Waffle House. Why would you add that? Oxford has brought pretty much every kind of fast food to Oxford. What are you looking for? Maybe a Whataburger?
2: Yeah, that's about the only— I mean, what else do we not— I think we have just, just about everything. Everything.
1: Covered, it's everything. What else would you want but a Waffle House? No one wants IHOP. I, Please advertise with us, IHOP. Waffle
2: House. I have a great idea for somebody who wants to do this, and, and I, I don't really like— And he got this, got this from
1: Shark Tank, because when he watches television, he watches to be informed, no, not but to if, be entertained. If anybody who's
2: ever been in Oxford and, and has looked at or rode by the Starbucks line, there needs to be a single tenant piece of property that has a mega Starbucks with a plenty of room for everybody to get in there and get their coffee. It's just a it's a very popular place. I think it would do great numbers, but there needs to be a bigger single tenant standalone Starbucks in Oxford. It's a college town people pepper that place. The one on the corner by the little whatever it's just not servicing the the need. I don't do Starbucks. I don't care for it, but then why do you care? <laughs> Just seeing that I no, no, thought this was like a
1: personal experience thing. No. no
2: but but from a number care. standpoint, but from a number standpoint, that Starbucks and the Chick-fil-A's, all Chick-fil-A's do great numbers. Yes. Those numbers are have got to be ridiculous. But I feel like they could probably do even better if if everybody'd have to you know be on Jackson Avenue in line. If they had a nice piece of property with single tenant, you know, its own building a little bit bigger, bigger wrapped around line, it would do astronomical numbers.
1: You want another money making opportunity person listening to Talk of Champions where Ben and Brad are just shelling it out. Set up a UPS store in Oxford. Yeah
2: that, that will make that, so that's much I, money. A huge, a huge packing store. But my thought is there's probably some kind of somebody has to have have tried that. Uh um, well, Chick-fil-A
1: makes the most sense in the world for New Albany. But I heard this today. Yeah. This is true. The ramblings of me who's drank too much on December 28th. Awesome. This is great. I'm so glad you said, Ben, can we go tonight? Sure. I just thank Brad and pay for him with kindness for doing this podcast with me every single day. So, of course, <laughs> when he wants to do it, I'm game for it. But I learned this today with Chick-fil-A. If you wanted the franchise rights to a Chick-fil-A, first, you have to be worth in net value at least a million dollars. And then you put 5000 down because they expect you to build it out a certain way. And they're selected. They're like the Skulls, a secret society to pick where they put their Chick-fil-As. And I also If you're worth a million
2: dollars, you can put a Chick-fil-A in New Albany. Go ahead. I also heard that they take the biggest cut too. like, they do um, of any fast yeah. food chain of any fast food. Yeah. So Chick-fil-A is great though. I will tell you this though, that I go there half the time just because the service is always so good. So they, they've got the model. I'm not going to Dude, we went go.
1: there four times in Orlando for the Disney <laughs> world trip.
2: <laughs> I oh, love Chick-fil-A.
1: I'm just saying.
2: Chick-fil-A. If you want to get really involved, a- if you
1: thought to yourself, I want to put a Chick-fil-A here.
2: Good luck. They're the goat at Chick-fil-A. Like when you go there and you have a, a Random bad experience, which is next to never.
1: They hook you up. It's
2: like you, you feel you feel so bad. You're like, what's going on? Like, I didn't get my food in in three yes. minutes. Like,
1: yes, crazy. Like, they never get your order wrong. And if they get your order wrong, they will hook you up with free something and apologize to you. It's like our own yeah. little slice of Canada.
2: And say my pleasure. Like it's it's and unreal. My
1: pleasure. I'm sorry. My pleasure. I'm sorry. Very very pleasant. I don't know where we're going with this. Here we go. Coach Bates at bro Brandon Bates. With the portal targets being multiple wide receivers, can we expect several wide receivers on the roster to hit the portal who currently on the roster that you would think would hit the portal? We'll get right back to Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet, to finish up the podcast after I'll tell you briefly about Cheney's Pharmacy and Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not Christmas time. It's football season, specifically Ole Miss football season. You want to be there, right? in The Grove, in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, cheering on the Rebels every single Saturday. The only way to do that is to make sure you're healthy, to take care of yourself, to have a pharmacy that you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the Rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at cheneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a Pharmacy. What's your schedule looking like this fall? Don't answer that, I already know. Ole Miss football Saturdays, right? It's all back, and you're gonna be there. But well, When you're making those trips, why not go in style? In the dream car, truck, or Jeep you've always wanted. Well, the only place to go for your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Alan Samuels aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They're going to get you into your dream car at a price point you can afford, and the process is going to be as seamless as possible. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now. I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in. Well, Alan Samuels has been with me the longest. I myself have bought a car from Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, and there's no better car buying experience. Make sure to ask for Byron or Mason and tell them that Talk of Champions sent you so that you can take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. It's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends.
2: I don't know, but I think after spring you're going to see there's potential there, man. They got a lot of wide receivers there. Um there's going to be the writing on the wall for for somebody or so or a few. And um it'll be interesting to see who who that is.
1: Max, they're going to add four wide receivers in the portal. Max, I know they got a lot of options, but four, Max, and they've already got one committed and another one they expect just whenever it happens, before he enrolls in January, Deion Smith. So now you're talking about two players, and maybe even only one, depending on who the one is. I've heard one name in particular, but he hasn't hit the portal, and I thought he would have been one of the first ones out the door. Not a huge name, but big enough, I guess. So it's not like they can't get in the portal in January, in March, in June. Jaquez Jones got in the portal in June. So I expect if Ole Miss were to get Jordan Watkins, Deion Smith, Kanata Mumpfield, and cam johnson there are going to be guys to leave it might not be immediately but after spring and every school out there is tampering with rosters every single team out there and some guys are strategically not getting into the portal and strategically on the school side not getting to the portal yet until it's time to get in the portal so they have everything lined up on both sides to where they know where they're going and that happens in the spring and summer much more quickly than it does even now. And it's happened pretty quickly for a lot of different guys. But they can go on visits and all this kind of stuff. A lot of these kids in the spring and summer, I think it's going to be a little quicker. Because everybody and their mother knew, and we said it on this podcast, when John Quez Jones got into the portal in June, he was going to Kentucky to play for John Sumrall. Now the head coach at Troy. The portal is going to be wild to follow. There will be some old Miss guys to hit the portal. Macon McClellan at Macon underscore 62. Any news on the stadium expansion?
2: Yeah, I know they they have they've been working on it. Um, some people have have apparently seen it. Uh, well, I know I know one one guy I do a lot of business with. He's a humongous Ole Miss um, donor. They have they literally brought it to him on a, um, I think an iPad for him to look over and look at. So um, yeah, apparently it's gonna be really cool. But I, I don't know when they plan to roll it out or what the deal is. I know, I know there is a um, there's a party and down in new orleans that is like a um campaign type party that they've invited a lot of people to i wonder if that's going to be where they do it or if um or if it's just going to come out later on i don't know i haven't been informed um of that but i know i know it's probably in the in the near future
1: trace stuttered at trace stuttered the over under is at 55 does that not seem like the perfect over does to me my guess is Rebs 35 baylor 28 what about you
2: yeah, I would I would almost take the over there. Um unless there's maybe sloppy play or something. I don't know, but both schools I think are gonna be able to put up some some decent points. Um Baylor is is solid on defense, so so um it's gonna I, I think I think the over there would, would be the play. Um because if you split that, I mean I, I think I think both teams are gonna have over thirty points or close to it. So um yeah, I, I would take the over on that one.
1: Forrest Crumbie at Forrest Crumbie. Brad, who was your toughest matchup in the NFL?
2: Um. Well, I, that that's all depends on the the style of guy. Um, I like straight line rushers, the up the field guys, the fast guys. I Feel like I can always block those really well. I didn't like the handsy guys. Whereas other guys like Bobby, he liked the handsy guys. So I always struggle with like Chandler Jones, Alden Smith. Those guys are pretty tough. And then, you know, then there's like the elite guys, the Aaron Donald's. The- Little max that are just it really doesn't matter what style they use they're gonna they're gonna beat you a lot and um you know get after you a little bit but i would say the best overall defense player in the nfl it's not even close is aaron donald but aside from that there's matchup issues um you know there, there are certain guys that do certain things that you're not very good at and um you know there's certain guys that people think are really good that a lot of guys think hey he's not all that great um but it's just because that, that that guy fits their eye better
1: Peyton Box at Box Peyton seems like Ole Miss is behind on NIL. They are. Who is to blame? Boosters, Keith Lane. What are the percentages of blame to go around? Everybody is to blame.
2: Yeah, I, I just think that it's one of those things where, okay, there, there, there's no, there's all these schools doing stuff and making promises and not even really understanding the regulation. I think what's going to happen is a lot of guys are going to get to these schools, and they're not going to get what they're promised. I think Lane has alluded to this um you know at his press conference there's just this wild west they're throwing out all these promises with guys um you know i will see if all this stuff gets filled because the thing is changing every day i mean some of this it, there's an actual law that goes along with this that people don't realize you can't just go out and buy players It's not legal the school can't do it um you're not you know, this this nil thing is supposed to be attached to a service or a um, you know, an action. It's not supposed to be, hey, I'm just giving the players money. That and that's what people are, are thinking they're getting away with. And as they keep, you know, adjusting rules, laws, something's gonna come into place. I don't know about in the near term, but at some point there's gonna this is gonna be reeled in and there's gonna be, have to be some regulation there because if not, it's just gonna turn into um what is already, I think, is kind of a shit show. So um I don't think anybody's to blame. I think it's kind of one of those things where everybody, nobody really has a clue what it, the actual entails because the NCA just kind of threw it out there and said, you know, hey, OK, it's good to go without hardly any planning or any thought into it. Um, but I, I think that, that after this first recruiting cycle, we saw that, OK, everybody's bending it a little bit. Like we have to figure something out in the short term and, and hope that um, that something's passed. that kind of gives us caps, gives us some kind of a vision on what NIL can look like. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's anybody to blame. I think it's just a, um, you know, so, some schools are moving faster, and whether they're doing it legally or not, um, you know, they're, they're, they're certainly, certainly making their, their mark. And we, we're we going to have to do the same.
1: Jay Freshwater Esquire at the Swansonator. A lot of frustration surrounding the Sugar Bowl ticket situation. What do you guys think about the job Ole Miss did with selling distribution?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of really upset people. I will say this, um, you can put me in that same group. I ordered 10. Um, and I guess I have no points and all that. So I, we only got two. So we were, we had to go online and I think we are sitting on Baylor side. So, um, yeah, and I know our, I was, I was okay. I was whatever, you know, I, I didn't, you know, It's my first year. I've got to go to games. I kind of sat all over the stadium. Um, didn't really, wasn't really, you know, super, super involved in that sense. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's a lot of people got a lot of people are a little mad about it, but at the end of the day, it's it's just it is what it is. We end up finding tickets, but um, yeah, not not the best look um, look for for Ole Miss.
1: Leif Benson at Leif Benson, what's the craziest funniest thing that Houston Nut ever said to Brad?
2: Um, well, I think we were like four and I don't know. I think we had like we were maybe like three and seven, and he was um, you yeah, know letting us know we still had a chance for a bowl. So we were, you know, we were playing hard. we were playing hard to try to get that ball game. Um, but we, but if you kind of count it up, I don't think you could make it to a ball with seven losses. So,
1: my buddy Martin Krotz at Crotz Martin, <laughs> do you think Mr. Belding's brother ended up going to jail, leaving the kids hanging, showed he has low moral character? I think he died. Is that, who is that? Rod Belding, Mr. Belding's brother.
2: Uh, I have no clue. Is you watched Saved by thing? the Bell, didn't you? I mean, I know what it is. I never really like, oh watch it. hurts
1: hurt you, man? Seriously, what is wrong with you? What <laughs> did you watch as a kid? Everybody's seen Saved football, by the Bell, too. football, I watch sports, football, Shark Tank.
2: Why well, did watch Shark Tank as a kid? I man. know I I'm just sports.
1: being an idiot. But guys, Saved by the Bell. Listen, I'll answer it. Mr. Belding's <laughs> brother died. They never saw him again. Never heard from him again. Never mentioned him again, except for in the series finale. When his name's written on the wall during a scene, it was a memorial. He died. Dark. Andrew, at Andrew Tognolini, with the growing optimism that Snoop elects to stay, is it a bygone conclusion that Ely is going to the NFL? Do you guys think he's buying too high on his draft stock? I think he's going pro.
2: Interesting. I think think we get them both back, but. Whoa,
1: whoa. You wouldn't say (laughs) that if you didn't know something.
2: No, I, I mean, I think Snoop comes back for sure. Yes. Um, now I, I do. Now I do. And Ely, Ely should come back. But, you know, if he wants to go out and test it, he can. I just don't think it's – Um, I, I mean, I think it's, it's better served to come back. But, um, you know, he can he can do it. It's just a running back's tough position, man. You go look in the first four rounds last year. I think there was four guys taken. Um, How know, much money
1: can he get in NIL?
2: Um. You know, I think he's done the best on the team. Him or Corral have done the best on the team in NIL. If you look at where he's going to go if he goes pro, he's gonna. It'll be an okay signing bonus, but you got taxes and everything in there. Um, Maybe a couple hundred in there, which is which is which is good. But if he if he comes back and has a full twelve games running the way he can run, you're talking about a couple million. Now that's that's a different ball game. And and as I've spoken to one of our players who's considering going pro. It's six months. People think, oh, he's got to come back for full year. No, dude, you come back, you work out in the summer. It's six months of ball, and then you you leave in December. Uh, so you tell you mean to tell me I could spend an extra six months and potentially up my value by a million dollars, or, or 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 take it from a couple hundred thousand to over a million dollars? Yeah, I'm coming back. Like, what, what's the rush? Listen, going or going to the NFL early, and people need to realize this used to be a thing for the elite. You have kids now that are going early and are, are going to go fourth fourth to sixth round. That's nothing. Those guys get cut. I mean, the, literally, there's fourth to six rounds get cut every year. Like you could, you could go and end up not even playing anymore football. So, get your degree in college, have a chance to up your status. The extra six months is going to do nothing, you know, nothing to hurt you. You're not going to get that much older in six months. And if you're a top guy, I get it, go early. But if not, enjoy your college experience because the NFL is not a sure thing. Um, this whole going out, everybody leaving early, you're going to be sitting there on the sideline watching as a fan. If you're not careful. So, uh, you know, I just, the whole going out early thing it's, it's crazy to me now.
1: I still think he goes. B dice at real B dice, pro career prospects aside, rank Eli, Chad Kelly, and Matt Corral's careers at Ole Miss one through three.
2: Uh, I think you go Kelly, Manning, Corral. Those are, those are, that's my, I, and listen, and I, I love Eli, but Eli neither of
1: different. Eli or Chad won 10 games in regular season like Matt.
2: Uh, I agree. I agree. That listen, Matt was Matt was phenomenal, but Ch- something about Chad Kelly, man. Chad Kelly was. I I just I guess I've seen a few performances live that were as good as I've ever seen. You know, a quarterback play. That Arkansas game sticks put out. put it this way, put it this way. I'll take any any of the three all day, every day. There's, you know, obviously Eli's the the, the highest ceiling, best talent of all of them. I don't I don't think that. I mean, maybe crowd goes on with two Super Bowls and, and as good as Eli, maybe. But, you know, Eli's for sure the – I mean, he's – it's hard to beat that. He's one of the best that, to, to do Eli, it.
1: Chad, whole... Matt. That's what I'd do.
2: <laughs> I said all that.
1: Yeah. Eli, Chad, Matt.
2: Chad Kelly with, um, with Lane Kiffin and Levy. But what what, what would that look like? Uh,
1: that's the thing. I don't know if Eli would be as good as Chad and Matt in this kind of system.
2: No, he would. he's not that kind of – he's not that – He can move we, like we, that. Yeah. He, but that that's he's a different game. It was a different different time. He he's an NFL talent. That's why he transitioned to the NFL. That's what you that that's the kind of football you play in the NFL. Should he's be other, a Hall of Famer. He's he, I'm a he,
1: Cowboys fan.
2: I think he will be. I mean, two Super Bowls, he's gotta be.
1: Two Super Bowl MVPs too. Last one, Brian Hunt at Brian Hunt One. How's the new puppy doing? She's wonderful. We love her. I love her. I love dogs. I can accept the pooping and peeing everywhere. She's great and the girls are happy, and that's all that matters. This has been Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit, Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already, subscribed, Review Talk of Champions on iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions in Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, doesn't matter. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And i write for the Ole Miss Spirit, Ole and of on3.com. Thank you, buddy. I'll
2: see you next week. See you, Ben. Howdy, howdy.